You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. Cool. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, baby, here we go. We are back. Sorry about that. Um, Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. We are live. We had some technical difficulties to get started off the bat, but hey, that's what happens when you go live. Thank you for joining us. I love seeing the countdown crew and everybody with us. That is incredible. And here's the deal. We've got a long episode for you today. We are getting into it, baby, because here's the deal. We're going over the Jets, offense, defense, everything about them. We're going to go over tendencies, scheme, off again, both offense, defense, players that are out for them, players that are out for us, history of the Jets, game predictions, keys to the game, and, of course, we have our bets of the week. So we've got a lot of stuff to get to, and, man, just so glad you guys are with us. Look at the countdown crew showing up strong on a Friday. Hopefully everybody is off of work. You already got a corona open, <laughs> and you're ready to sit back and enjoy a football weekend. Uh, week one definitely didn't go the way we wanted it. Let's just be really, really honest. There's no doubt about that. However, best thing about week one, you got week two right after it. Um, and the 49ers have a crazy opponent that is perhaps even more injury, you know, attacked than the 49ers. Uh, they've got a lot of people out. And so let's start off talking just with some injury updates for us and them. And as we get through this, man, it, it's bad for both teams and really all across the NFL. It's almost impossible <laughs> to find a team without a wide receiver injury to a starter. They're just missing everybody. Now, uh, it, 
Obviously, the 49ers have some major ones, and if you haven't heard already today, I, I just want to say I love you, and I want to say I'm sorry for the news that you're about to hear, but uh, George Kittle, unfortunately, uh, we were hoping he was going to be able to play. He's not going to make it to week two, so uh, here is the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, talking about Kittle. No, I, I think you know, I think it was just the normal person. We probably would have ruled him out earlier in the week, um, but we never do that really with George because of you know what he's shown us here over these three years with him. Um, and, and we would have held out two more days to wait and see if, if it was a home game. Um, but with us having to decide to travel today, whether it was worth it to bring him, I mean, if he's not going to play, it's much better for him to leave him here for a couple days and let him get his rehab and everything. And um, so we had to make that decision a little bit earlier today, and that'll help him and benefit him, and he'll meet us in West Virginia, and uh, hopefully these two days of staying here will help him, and hopefully he'll be ready to go next week. Yeah, not great. Not great, Bob. <laughs> um, you always want Kittle. I mean, he's the number seven player in the entire league voted on by his peers. Um, the guy's amazing. It, it sucks that he's not going to be there. It sucks he's not going to be there on the sidelines. But the whole goal is to get him back. Um, now, yes, Kittle's out. But guess what? Kittle missed two and a half games last year, and the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. So, thankfully... The depth of this team should be able to overcome and tight end this year much better off than we were last year. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Jordan Reed, obviously, is going to play a much bigger role. Kyle Shanahan talked about that as well, but uh, you could definitely see him getting some more snaps. He only got 10 snaps in week one, Jordan Reed did. Uh, but I do see Roz Dwelly being the Kittle replacement. That's Roz, That's why Roz Dwelly's on this roster, is if you lose a fullback, juice, a tight end, Kittle... He fills in for him. He's the duct tape of the 49ers. Uh, he, he's, he's awesome. And so uh, do prominently see Ross Dwelly getting almost all those snaps, starter quality snaps, and then you're going to filter in, you know, Jordan Reed, 10 snaps week one. He's probably going to get 20 to 25 week two. I, I don't think that you're going to put him in because he's just such a liability in the run game. Um, so you put him in in some place, and that's going to happen. But outside of that, you're going to be okay. Now, other injuries, um, every single corner that the 49ers have is injured, except for Emmanuel Mosley. All right, so we got 4-1. He's out there. And, man, he, he's, he's going from guarding <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins every single play to guarding who knows who they're going to put out there at running back. Yeah, it's probably going to be Chris Hogan uh, and Brashad Breland. So you've got, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Paraman, I apologize. I just mixed up my brashads. Um, but the idea is this. He's he he went through fire in week one with Hopkins. Now he gets to kind of move back down to really JV. Um the Jets have the worst, the absolute worst wide receivers in the NFL, even if Denzel Mims is healthy, even if Jamison Crowder's healthy, but they're not. Um so they're bad. They're <laughs> really, really bad. So all of our corners are injured. Akella Witherspoon was put in concussion protocol after playing four plays um, in the game. But I, I sh I'm not making light of that. It's just it's fascinating how fast it happened. Um, concussions are a big deal. I, I, I shouldn't have said that, so I apologize. But Akello is cleared concussion protocol. He has a full practice today. Uh, now, there were some mixed reports out there whether he fully cleared or if he was cleared or whatever. He's playing. A full practice today uh, was not wearing the blue contact jersey today. Akello's starting. So your starting corners are going to be Mosley and Akello, and that's fine. Um, it's not ideal with Richard Sherman out, obviously. 
Uh, but this is where we're at. Now, if Akello can't go, that's whenever it gets in trouble. And that's why I say it's fine to have Akello in there because you don't – number 2-7, uh, that's next up. <laughs> He's our number three corner. So if one of our outside guys misses plays, you're getting Dante Johnson in there. Um, and I don't think anybody wants that. Thankfully, uh, you know, we've seen teams pick on these these guys before in the past. I mean, Manuel Mosley got picked on week one. Um, Akello Witherspoon's been picked on anytime he's ever been in, and so has Dante Johnson. So uh, the good news is you're playing against wide receivers that perhaps uh, a little bit lower quality uh, NFL players. So that's good. Now, uh, so Akello's back. That's great. I think Akello's going to have a good game. I, I really, really do, just because this is the perfect situation to step in. Perfect situation to step in um, because you're going against a subpar quarterback. Um, I, I think Darnold can be good, but with this offensive line, he Darnold has not been successful and the worst wide receivers out there. So the makings are there. This is a great game for Akello. Obviously, you want Sherman, but you don't have Sherman. He ain't coming through the door. And then also D Ford, um, who he looked like he was hurt last week. In the third quarter, you know, we I, I've gone through and did the film breakdowns for Patreon, and we're going to talk about that. I see some of the comments already. Um, D Ford looked great in the first quarter, like he looked like D Ford of old. Now, I didn't get any sacks, but he did get a pressure, and he was making plays, he was impactful, he was great. The problem is, second quarter, he didn't look like that, third quarter, he looked like he should never play football again. So, there's some injuries going on in the lower body. But they listed it as a neck. <laughs> um, so here's Kyle Shanahan talking about D Ford, who's out, uh, who missed practice. He was, and he'll fill us in. It was just neck spasms and stuff. So we rested him. You know, I know today he came in with some, so I know he's meeting with guys and trying to make sure it's safe and everything. So that's why it's questionable. Don't have much more than that, but, um, you know, it's Friday. So we're just trying to play it slow here and see how it goes here the next two days. Yeah, neck muscle spasms, that's okay. Uh, you get into the neck, that's scary stuff, but you know you don't want anybody getting hurt, so be smart with it. I think that he will be able to go, uh, which, trust me, if you're a defensive end, this is the week you want to play because this is where you're going to get your shots on the quarterback. It's going to happen. Now, good news, Brandon Ayuk and Ben Garland both practice fully all week. So we're getting back a starting center, and we're getting back a starting wide receiver. So two starters up, one starter down. You you miss Kittle, but you get your center, which is going to help in the run game, and then you get a wide receiver, which is going to help everything, including the run game, because you're going to see some end arounds. You're going to see some, you know... Uh, screen plays, all that kind of stuff to to Ayuk. And I think Ayuk's going to have a game just because who else you got to throw it to? Uh, Kittle's out, your primary target. Debo's out, your second primary target. So you got to spread the ball around. And I think Ayuk, even though this is his first NFL game ever, I think he's going to be playing a prominent role. Um, I could definitely see him getting about 75% of the snaps. Now, hopefully he can handle it. The good news is, as I said, he practiced fully all week. So he's been getting all those reps and going through the game plan and all that stuff. So I, I think it's going to be good news there. Now for them, the Jets, it's pretty bad for them. They're missing Le'Veon Bell, their starting running back. Denzel Mims, their second-round wide receiver that they picked this year. Jamison Crowder, who had 13 targets in Week 1, he's out as well. So they're hurting just as bad, if not worse, than the 49ers. Um, 
Now, none of those players match up to Kittle, so I, I don't know about that, but they had a bad roster to begin with. And as we go through you know, the scouting report and some of the stats and all those different things, I think it's going to help us understand just how bad this team is. You lose week one, the 49ers do, and it was bad. Uh, the fan reaction, it, I tweeted this out today. Uh, Hell hath no fury like a team, like a fan base whose team lost week one. And again, I got Eagles fans. They were unbearable. I had Cowboys fans, which I know I probably shouldn't. They were struggling too. And so it doesn't matter. Everybody thinks the sky is falling. The sky is falling. But you've got to realize it's a 16-game season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Chill out. The Jets are everything that the 49ers needed for Week 2. So let's talk a little bit now about the Jets. Because, you know, they lost as well Week 1. They're come, they lost to the Bills 27-17. to 17. They gave up over 400 yards <laughs> um, to the Bills' offense. They did force two turnovers, though, but that's just Josh Allen being Josh Allen. Josh Allen will turn the ball over two times in his sleep. Uh, that's just who he is. Um, history of the matchup. These teams haven't played that many times, just 13 times. But the 49ers are up 10 to 3. <laughs> so um, yeah, they've they've kind of gotten them pretty pretty good to say the least. Now, I do want to say also we are approaching episode number 300. Dude, what is up, Faithful? We uh, you guys have listened to me talk a lot, and I just want to say thank you. And the way in which we're saying thank you, again, my Twitter followers already know this. And if you're not following me on Twitter, come on, guys. At JL underscore Chapman. Um, we're giving away an autographed official Nike 49ers jersey, the black and red autographed of Joe freaking Montana. I'm so excited about this. And I want to say thank you to Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. All your memorabilia needs, they have such an awesome Niners collection. Okay, so uh, head over to Game Day Sports uh, Memorabilia. They're 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 awesome. Uh, very fun to work with. Just great group 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 of guys over there. We're giving it away for free. So on the thirty three hundredth episode, which will be next week, um, all you have to do is head to my Twitter. It's my pinned tweet to my profile page, and just retweet that with a gift. That's it. That's all you got to do. You're already following me. You're already subscribed on YouTube, and. You get entered in to win this jersey. I'll cover shipping. I'll get it sent out to you. Uh, that's a $400 gift, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so this is, it's nice. It's the black and red uh, hand signed by Joe Montana. So, so excited about that. That's going to be given away on episode 300. That's a little bit of a milestone there. What's up, man? Just, uh, yeah, 300. Now, here we go. Let's jump in to the defense for the Jets. Okay, we're going to go over strengths, weaknesses, scheme, tendencies, players to watch out for, players to exploit, and the matchup that you have to watch. Okay, that that's kind of what has already changed because I had Kittle versus Marcus May, and now that has gone bye-bye. So anyway, that's okay. Um, so here we go. They don't really have a lot of strengths on the Jets' defense, but what they are good at is stopping the run. Um, literally the second fewest rush yards in the NFL last year that they allowed. They're very good against stopping the run. Now, um, that even panned out against the Bills last week. Um, the Bills didn't rush for that many yards against them. They had 400 total yards, but most of them were through the air. So second fewest rush yards allowed, only 3.3 yards per carry. That's incredible. Seventh in total yards allowed. This is a Greg um, Williams defense, 
And so they're usually very, very aggressive. We'll get into a little bit more of that. But they don't give up a lot of first downs. They don't give up a lot of yards. And they're the second best in the NFL against the fourth down. Last year, they only allowed three successful fourth down conversions out of 12. So that's a lot to look at there. Now, weaknesses, they're pretty much average at everything here here's the crazy thing as i was diving into all their statistics and stuff that they did last year and i know it's a different team but you can't base it off of just week one most of the personnel on the defensive side is similar so here's the thing they did not rank in the bottom 10 of any statistical category on defense that's what this team is so the whole idea even though they have an offensive head coach you wouldn't guess that by looking at their team roster or stats but he's the worst head coach in the NFL, Adam Gase. There's no doubt about that. Um, the crazy thing about Adam Gase, though, is he finds a way to win one or two games each year that he shouldn't win against playoff teams. Um, you know, beat the Bills in Week 17 whenever a lot was on the line for their playoff implications. Beat Pittsburgh whenever uh, their playoff they still had playoff hopes. Like they just kind of surprised teams. And you go back to these days in Miami whenever he would beat the Patriots, even though their team was trash. Uh but whatever. I digress. Even though they do all those things, they don't have Jamal Adams anymore. And it doesn't seem like they really missed a beat last week. Um but Jamal Adams, obviously, he's with Seattle now, so we're going to get to see him twice this year instead of once. But uh, we're very thankful that he's not there this week. I can say that. Now, their scheme, they run a multiple front, which means they'll alternate back and forth between 4-3 and a 3-4, so it's a hybrid defense. Um, and they're very, very aggressive. They're always attacking. They love to blitz the safeties. Uh, they love to confuse you. That's the idea. So their defense doesn't look the same on back-to-back -back plays really ever. Um, they'll have five men in the front. They'll do a, you know, a three, four hybrid. And I mean, they're just all over the place. Now their base coverage is a cover two, but they want to disguise the look always. So they'll bring a safety into the box and then drop them. They'll have both safeties back blitz one, drop a corner nickel over. It's a very complex system. Uh, but they do it relatively well. Um, it, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of missed assignments on the back end. 49ers had one last week. But they do a pretty good job of all this and just moving everything around. Now, players that we got to watch out for. There's really just two guys on their defense that are kind of pro bowl, all pro level type players. Marcus May, the other safety, he's great. He had two sacks last week as a safety and four solo run stops. So, you know, back-to-back -back weeks, we get great safety play. Buda Baker, week one. Marcus May, week two. Um, and then Quinton Williams, who, you know, Kyle Shanahan talked today about how, man, he if if Bosa went one last year, he was taking Quinton Williams, number two. Um, thankfully, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, Quinton Williams is good. But he's nowhere near as good as Nick Bosa. And I would even argue, I don't even think he's as good as Javon Kinlaw. Now, we only have one game to look at for Javon Kinlaw. But just to put this into perspective, Quinn Williams last week, he had a 54 pro football focus grade, which is like Solomon Thomas level. Um, he had one pressure, one tackle on 50 snaps. He was a non-factor. Um, now... The Bills' offensive line is really, really good, and it seems like Quentin Williams, like most defenders, struggle with mobile quarterbacks. But he does have that type of dominance where if he does take over a game, you kind of got to watch out. So 
those are the two players to watch out for. Players that the 49ers can exploit. Pierre Dessert. Um cornerback he's long 6'3 uh, he fits the mold of a press man corner the problem is he's really bad when the ball gets in the air um, he was targeted four times this is just week one and this is with Josh Allen throwing the ball mind you targeted four times in week one he gave up two touchdowns and two penalties so <laughs> he's a guy that you can definitely take advantage of and even whenever your wide receivers are covered you can still attack him um he is very very handsy um which anyway i almost made a joke there uh glad i did it <laughs> um, but he's a guy that you can get first downs on through penalties even without catching the ball so i think they're going to target him pierre Desaire. you'll see him out there now the best matchups on this side of the ball was going to be George Kittle versus Marcus May. Well, Kittle's out. So what do you look at there? Well, here's what I want to see. I want to see our starting center who just returned Marcus May versus Quinnen Williams. That's going to be key. You know, Quinnen Williams kind of, he's all over the place. He plays one, three, four, five techniques. He, he So you'll see him all over. I want to see right in the middle on top of the center, what can happen there? Because with Grasso last week, who filled in admirably well, Grasso might be a better pass protector than Ben Garland, but Grasso gets no movement in the run game. That's just not who he is. Um, so it's going to help the run game big time, which we need against this Jets defense whose sole purpose is stop the run and confuse the quarterback. So if we can establish a run game, there's no way the Jets will be able to keep pace because their offense is just subpar to be nice. That That's just me being nice. And again, keep in mind, <laughs> this is with an offensive-minded head coach who, whatever. All right, so let's talk about the offense. It gets pretty bad pretty quick. So strengths. There is only one, and this is out of 15 different statistical categories, that they rank in the 15th. That's their best offensive rank from 2019. Just one. And that's in fumbles lost. They only lost nine fumbles. And that's the only category that's not in the bottom half of the league. There's 32 teams. And their best one is 15th. So here we go. Weaknesses, it's everything. <laughs> it's bad, man. Um, they are a running faucet with no floor. They can't catch crap. Um, so here we go. I'm just going to run through these quick because I don't want it to get too redundant. 32nd, dead last, right? 32nd in total yards allowed. 32nd in yards per carry on offense. They only average 3.3 yards per carry. 31st, they're better than one team, on third down conversions, 30%. 31st total points, 31st first downs, 31st rushing yards, 31st rushing touchdowns. Um, they can't run the ball. They can't do any stuff. Well, can they pass it? Uh, they're 29th in passing yards. So <laughs> um, you can't run it but you can't pass it either. So it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. And a lot of that starts with up front, their offensive line. They've completely remodeled their offensive line. They have four new starters from twenty uh, this year, but they didn't get good starters. <laughs> they didn't get good starters. Um, you know, Fant, that, that's probably the best thing that I could put out there. You know, you look at uh, George Fant, who was – an offensive tackle and tight end and guard for Seattle, but he wasn't a starter for the Seattle offensive line. If you can't start on Seattle's offensive line, that's not a big signing. They paid him a lot of money to come in and play right tackle. He's not any good. Um, 
So they did get new players, but they're not good players. So uh, let's talk about their scheme and kind of what he does. A lot of 21 and 11 personnel. Okay, he wants a tight end, and probably their best player on offense is a tight end. Uh, we'll talk about him, Chris Herndon, in a little bit, even though he's only played in like four games as a pro. Uh, I, I, but the personnel grouping is very similar to the 49ers. They do use a fullback. Um, they will do offset eye. They will motion back and forth, not near as much as Kyle Shanahan. Nobody motions as much as him. Uh, but that's there as well. Passing routes, they are not a quick passing team. So if you look at the Cardinals, probably the quickest passing tree in the NFL. They just get the ball out super quick. It's almost just like screens everywhere, all that stuff. The Rams do that as well uh, a lot of times. This team, absolutely not. It is set in the dark ages whenever you're looking at route trees. And, man, as I was watching them against the Bills, who have a great defense, I'm just thinking the whole time, like, your guys, you're, they're not even looking at the quarterback for the first three seconds on almost all these routes. It's a very complex run, uh, scheme. Uh, route tree that they run and it, it i just don't understand um oh, I, don't, I don't think anybody wants to understand adam gase i don't think that's healthy uh, so uh, i guess it's a good thing i'll take it as a compliment to myself now a lot of deep drops five and seven step drops you know play action they'll turn their back to the defensive line and sit there um and then they'll try to do some of the shotgun quick stuff but they they run out of that very fast it's very, very clear they want to methodically, slowly drive down the field. You know, one of the tendencies of an Adam Gase offense is he wants fewer plays. He's one of the only people that does this on offense, I'm talking. He wants fewer plays. And so he's going to slow it down. He's going to use all of the play clock. So the defense getting exhausted and the defense like subbing in and out like crazy. You're not going to see a lot of that <laughs> because they will allow the defense to get uh, fresh. It, it, it's really archaic, everything that that guy does. It, it just doesn't really make sense. Now, slow and shallow routes, which doesn't make sense, but it's what they do. They'll run two deep wide receivers, and then they'll do you know kind of a curly cue route with the tight end, or backs will block for a second, they'd come out. And so it, it's very, very accurate. It's, it's very weird. And if you just look at week one, they threw 11 passes that traveled more than 10 yards. That's it. Uh, they only completed three of those, mind you. So they're, they're not exactly, they're running routes that are deep, but it's almost like they have a decoy every single time. And they're just like, go clear out the safety. We're going to wait and dance around in the back. And then we're just going to throw a short pass anyway. Um, if you're looking at 20 yard passes, uh, they only threw two. Uh, to put that into perspective, Jimmy Garoppolo threw four uh, last, and he's not, he doesn't like to throw deep very often, but he, he twice as much as they did. They completed one of those. Um, so, players to watch out for on this side Sam Darnold is ice cold or red hot. He's never had an average game. He either is awful or he's great. Um, pressure with four is the key with Sam Darnold. As I look back through his stats last year, um, versus the blitz, he's hit or miss, but if you are getting pressure, with just four people, he struggles big time. You're talking about a passer rating, um, in the sixties, seventies in most games, uh, against pressure with four guys, because again, he's not getting that quick hot read where he can just dump the ball off versus a blitz. Um, instead he has to diagnose a play, which he struggles with, um, 
I think eventually Sam Darnold will be a very good quarterback, but not with this coaching staff and definitely not with this sporting cast. Um, you know, it's funny. For a young developing quarterback, you either need to have amazing weapons to throw to or a good offensive line and running game. And so <laughs> for the Jets, they said, you get neither. <laughs> just go and go. Uh, that's just what it is. Now, we do have to say, uh, I can't believe it took me this long to bring up his name. He introduced the damn podcast, if you were one of the Countdown crew, Frank Gore. Um, probably one of the coolest moments of my life was in South Beach. We had the event with him. Uh, getting to do shots with Frank Gore and hang out and talk with him was freaking awesome. What a cool dude. Um, and he's still such a big Niners fan. It was so evident. You know, it was during the Super Bowl, so he was a free agent, um, you know, whatever else. But that dude from Miami, huge Niners fan. I'm sure this game's going to be huge. Um now, he, he's played very, very well. Um, his game has not gone down at all. And he's going to be starting. So that's going to be pretty damn fun to watch. Uh, you know, Frank Gore versus the 49ers. There's no doubt he's going to have some plays. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be jazzed for real. Probably the last time he'll ever play against the 49ers. Um, I shouldn't say that. He's probably got four years still left in him. The dude just doesn't age. I swear to God, he's Thanos. Um, anyway. Back to um, players to watch out for. Darnold, Frank Gore. You get to see 21. He's my son's, my oldest son's favorite player ever. Um, So I'm pretty sure he's going to be pretty jazzed about that one. The left side of their offensive line is actually pretty good, especially in the run game. You know, Alex uh, Alex Lewis is pretty good. And Mekhi Becton, okay, um, who they drafted really, really high. (laughs) And he's just a mammoth of a man. So thank Trent Brown. That's Mekhi Becton. And he's going to be going against Nick Bosa the whole time. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Becton was one of the top-rated um, rookies in Week 1, along with Javon Kinlaw. So you get to see some very talented rookies on the offensive line for them and defensive line for us. It's going to be a lot of fun there. I'm excited. But they're very good at run blocking. But, uh, you know, Alex Lewis, who, again, might be one of the better run blocking guards in the NFL. He's a bulldozer. But, so him against Javon Kinlaw is going to be so much fun. Um, that That's one of my matchups I want you to watch out for is Alex Lewis, the right guard, the Jets' right guard versus Javon Kinlaw. That's just, I mean, when they hit, it's just like explosions are going to happen. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So excited about that one. Uh, Chris Herndon, really, really good player. Tight end who's been suspended, injured, suspended. He's playing now. And... You, I could literally see him getting 12 targets. The bad news for Chris Herndon, good news for 49ers, 49ers have some really good coverage linebackers. So watch that because there's not really any other targets that they can throw to. Um, there's just not there. And, you know, players to exploit or to attack, yeah, they, everybody. <laughs> they, they don't have an above-average starter at any position on offense. Not one. Even Alex Lewis, who I just talked about, He's very suspect in pass protection. So while his run blocking is elite, his pass protection, it's trash. So there's not really much out there. Worst wide receiver core maybe ever to start a game. This is bad. I would prefer Pettis over their starting wide receivers. Um, and you guys know how I feel about Pettis. And I saw this you know, early on. I'll get to some questions in a little bit, but... Um, 
the question was asked, you know, I, I heard or I saw Pettis was open in a lot of the clips from week one. Well, we did our full Patreon breakdown. So if you want to go watch that and support the podcast, uh, just go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. I went through and talked about all those. And yes, there's several different plays where you can see Debo get separation or Debo. Sorry about that. That's how bad I want Debo back. Dante Pettis gets separation. Dante Pettis always gets separation. Dante Pettis is the separation king. But the problem is when the ball is in the air, NFL corners and safeties will close in on you, and that's where he can't catch the ball. Um, whenever there's contact or just somebody around him, he's not catching it. That's a problem. And on several of those plays, you'll see Jimmy Garoppolo look Pettis' way where there's no separation and then go through his progression. Then Pettis gets open. That's no good either. <laughs> it, it, you only have two and a half seconds to get rid of the ball. So if you're not getting it through quick, it doesn't matter. Um, but yes, you're going to see separation with Pettis. That, that, that's what he does it better than anybody. But it's not flag football. Um, <laughs> and if anybody's around him or closes in on the ball, then that's that's what it is. Could you throw? Could you target Pettis more? Yes. Is he going to catch some passes? Yes. But the problem is. And this is why you don't throw him the ball that much is negative plays when targeted. Tipped passes lead to interceptions. Uh, dropped passes lead to interceptions. Uh, it just shuts everything down. Uh, I think that's kind of the problem. Um, yeah. I Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm done with Pettis. And, you know, the 49ers brought in Mohamed Sanu. And if you want to know, like, where the rankings are and all that kind of stuff in the wide receiver room, Kyle Shanahan said today, 
You know, um, we haven't decided yet if we're going to carry five wide receivers, but if we do, Mohamed Sanu would be the fifth wide receiver. So Mohamed Sanu might be inactive this week. He only practiced because of COVID testing and the time period and all that stuff. He got to practice today, Friday. It was his first day to practice. <laughs> so you're talking, you're practicing Friday, you're flying Saturday, you're playing Sunday. Do you put a guy out there on one, you know, one practice? Now, Kyle Shanahan did say he was out there. He got the full workload today. He didn't make any mistakes. So that's a good thing. But Muhammad Sanu pumped the brakes probably week three. I don't think you'll see him out there. So I think the pecking order for this week, Brandon Ayuk, first game in the NFL, already at the top of the depth chart, baby. He's going to be starting. Love that. Then you've got Kendrick Bourne, right? Then you've got Trent Taylor. Then you've got Dante Pettis. Uh, my left shoe would be slightly ahead of that uh, last one, but that's okay. Not trying to dog on the guy, but he's great. Dante Pettis, good dude. Um, no problems. Um, just not as a football player. Uh, just haven't seen it. And until we do see it, I don't. I don't think you can really fault anybody for declaring him a bust. He is 100% traded up in the second round to get him. Complete bust. Um, but I, I think that's just honest. You can be honest. It doesn't mean I'm negative. Um, the dude was a bust. He was a draft bust. That's okay. I hope the best. I hope he goes out and scores three touchdowns this week. But it ain't going to happen. Uh, I, I'm a betting man, and I'll tell you about those bets in a little bit. But I sure as hell ain't betting on that. <laughs> um, all right. Now, let's step back for a second. And I want to talk about uh, stories, the faithful, what that means. Faithful to the bay, baby. I got it on the side of my hat somewhere. It's There it is. It's over here. Sorry, it's a, it's a mirrored look, so that's why I'm confused. Anyway, um, one of my social media guys that helps out with everything behind the scenes, 49ers, Devin, awesome dude. Um, service guy, just freaking helps people. That's all he does. Love Devin. Shout out to Devin. Here's his story. So I've asked everybody, go review the show and leave your story about how you became part of the faithful. And if you don't have a cool story and you still want something shared, I want you to tell us your favorite memory or just obscure whatever about the 49ers. So head over to iTunes. That helps the podcast out the most. Leave a five-star review and a story about how you became part of the faithful or just an awesome 49ers story you want to share. And we're going to do this every episode. Just because I think it emboldens kind of what we're about, and it helps the podcast out and our numbers a lot, so I appreciate that. And it's free. It doesn't cost anything. So this is from Devin. He grew up in a military family. Um, his pops was from Wisconsin and spent 20 years in the Navy, moved around his entire life, never stayed anywhere for longer than six months. His dad's a Packers fan, but his mother, who is from Idaho, is a Seahawks fan. Ouch. That, that, that hurts. That hurts. However... When his dad finally got out of the military, when he was 10 years old, they settled down in Idaho. Okay, Idaho has three fan bases, Denver, Seattle, and the 49ers. Now, this was back in the 90s. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, so there is absolutely no competition for me on who to root for, says Devin. I love it. Um, however, after about a year, they moved to Wisconsin to be close to his dad's family, and that is where the rabid fandom came into play. I freaking love it. Going to enemy territory, and it's just time to go. Uh, during the 1995 championship, we went to my dad's family's house, and I was told, because I live in Wisconsin now, 
I have to root for the Packers. I love Devin. He's he's got the right kind of a hole uh, in his personality that I just ugh, I love it. Stay strong, brother. <laughs> um, so he was told that he had to be a Packers fan. That was the end for me. It was all Niners all the time from that point on. I was there when we drafted Alex Smith through the Balky years, through the Super Bowl, uh, through all that stuff, and I'm here now, faithful for life. Love it. Thank you, Devin. That is freaking awesome. There is just something beautiful about being surrounded and people trying to press even beliefs, whatever, their team on you. Get your team off me. I don't have to root for your damn team just because I'm at your house or we're family or whatever. No. Faithful, baby. Faithful to the Bay. I absolutely love it. So go share your story. We need to increase this. We need more of these, man, because, gosh, you see me smiling like a big goofball over here with my rosy red cheeks. Absolutely love it. All right, let's move on. Let's talk some bets. Let's see where the money is because here's the deal. Vegas is the most accurate out there, period. <laughs> Anybody out there, the money always tells the truth. That's kind of the idea. The Vegas lines have increased. It's up to seven and a half points. The 49ers are favored despite flying cross country, early morning kickoff. And that's one more thing to look at because if Kyle Shanahan had it his way, they would have flown out there today. But because of the COVID restrictions, they're not allowed to fly out till tomorrow evening. So it's, it's already starting to be weird. And then you have to play. It's a 10 a.m. kickoff. That's 7 a.m. here. <laughs> and Kyle Shanahan said that's why we had meetings early, uh, trying to get used to that kind of clock, all the kind of stuff that's going on there. So let's go over some of our bets of the week brought to you by, by our sponsors. Here we go, baby. My bookie. Winning seasons return at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contest, squares, you name it, they have it at my bookie. And here's the deal. Whenever you're hitting on all of your parlays with your feet up on the couch, enjoying watching the 49ers win, of course, you get to trounce your rivals, brag about it, and make money. And that's what my bookie brings to us. And that, I love these guys. They've supported us for a long time. Uh, really do appreciate all they do. So here's the deal. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet, head over there. They've got live betting on championship futures. You want to put money down on if the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, if they're going to win the NFC West, uh, how far they're going to go in the playoffs. All of those things and more are available at mybookie.ag. So it's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, and again, use promo code 49ers and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today at mybookie.ag all right so if you bet with us on thursday we we won that when it came down to the wire but that last cincinnati bagels trash touchdown put us over the top so we are up we are up uh i think we're at 46 bucks positive currently on the season and that's after only week one and one bet so uh anytime we talk bets if i say a bet i put my own my own personal money on there i don't bet a lot i bet five or ten bucks really on everything that's it it's more fun for me that way uh you do what you want to do so here's our bets this week um I've, I've got three of them and i've got some crazy ones and i've got some fun ones and some more that's probably going to happen so the first bet i'm betting against this one the and again you head to my bookie click nfl click the 49ers game and then it's going to say on the bottom right part 
right? It's it's gonna say you know uh, more bets. It's gonna it says a whole bunch of stuff. So you click that, it just opens like fifty bets off to the side. Um, it says fifty props, more props, whatever. So it's different on the phone for some reason, but whatever. You go there, both teams to score over nineteen and a half points. I'm betting against that. I don't think I think this is going to be an ugly game and a slow game. The Jets want it to be a slow game, and they're an ugly team, so I, th- I think that's what it's going to be. I don't see the Jets getting over that. Uh, if you look at what they did last year, they averaged 17 points a game, so their average for the year is less than that. Uh, you look at what they you know did in Week One. Guess what? They scored 17 points a game, and now they're going against the 49ers defense. I, I just don't see them having the opportunity to get more than that points. So if one team doesn't score past 19 and a half points, then you get. Paid there now you bet 10 you win 15 so it's not the best odds in doubling up but that's because it's so likely to happen so if you're a conservative better i recommend that one um here's another one i put on it's a double down bet jimmy g to have 250 plus yards passing and the 49ers win it's plus 100 you bet five you win 10 um so i'm doing that one excited about that one if you want a crazy bet okay this is crazy you just put a dollar down on this one Brandon Ayuk, baby, to have 100 yards receiving, which I don't think you will, and the 49ers win. It's plus 1,600. So you bet five, you win $85. Um, So again, I don't think that one's going to hit, but if it does hit, that would be pretty freaking awesome. Um, That's why I'm only putting $5 on this, but this is my favorite bet of the week, and it's a teaser. So you have to have both these things happen. And I bought six and a half points for both of these games. I picked the 49ers right, who are seven and a half point uh, favorites. So that six and a half points takes all that down. So the 49ers have to win by one point. And I picked the Patriots as well, who they were four points. They're underdogs. So you get those four points plus six and a half. So the Patriots just can't lose by more than ten and a half points versus Seahawks. So now I get a root for the 49ers and I get a root against the Seahawks. And I love bet 10 to win 17. I'm pretty excited about that one. I think it's going to be fun. I, I like to bet with my feelings, but only if the numbers align with that. And I think both those do. That's why I'm doing the teaser bet there. All right, here we go. We got our keys to win, but before we do that, I do want to answer some questions. So let's jump through. You know, I've seen a lot of comments on here. Appreciate everybody. Man, the countdown crew showing up, man. I freaking love it. Sergio, he says, John, I can't believe Kittle is out again by the same damn team. You are exactly correct. Uh, got hurt versus the cards last time. Good news is uh, do not expect Kittle to miss nearly as much time as he did last time. Um, the fact that he played past this injury, he's just too damn tough, man. <laughs> it's just what it is. But, uh, yeah, Kittle is out. But, again, we lost him two games last time, and we still made it to the Super Bowl. So we'll have to see what happens. We got the duct tape and Roz Dwelly himself. Uh, pretty excited to see about that. I do like Mr. Superfly's comment. The football gods always demand a sacrifice. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what it is. So Spoon was cleared. Yep. Um, yeah. Witherspoon is going to be playing. He's going to be starting. In such a weird time, imagine being excited that Akello Witherspoon is your starting corner. It just it puts everything into perspective. Um how many injuries we've had at that position. It's a lot. You go all the way back to training camp and DJ Reed, who's now with the enemy, right? But you take it, you kind of move forward. It's what it is. Uh, Jordan, how dare you? Dante Johnson is John Chapman's favorite player. How dare you? Uh, here we go. 
From Nick, why are we signing outside corners when we could elevate one off of the practice squad that went through our training camp and knows our defense? Well, we could have done that, except the guy that we've been grooving for ten years or for two years, Tim Settle, he got injured. He hurt his hamstring. So he's on IR. The guy we would have elevated, and I think we would have, he got hurt the exact same dang time. And so uh, DJ Reed, Tim Settle, Richard Sherman, Akello Witherspoon, Jason Verrett, like we had backup plans for all these things, but everybody got hurt. All of them got hurt. Um, yeah, start Kittle. I, I agree with you, uh, Trent Payne. You know, Solomon Thomas got to start in week one. He was the worst defender on the field. Um, that should end. You know, you look at the play counts, snap counts, they they split. It was either Solomon Thomas or um, Kinlaw were in. I think that you need to start to see an uptick in snaps, especially this week for Ken Law, because again, as I said, the Jets are not a hurry up, speed up team. And so Ken Law's issue is conditioning. And whenever he gets tired, at least going back to his college film, um, that's where his play suffered. So I, I think he starts, he should start. I want DJ Jones and I want Kittle in there as my two uh, interior guys. And I want them to get closer to 60% of the snaps. So uh, you tick down just a couple for Solomon Thomas, and I think we're going to be okay. Uh, from I can't say this name. It's freaking. It's an awesome name. S C H A T J E. I think it's Shaktje. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Uh, receivers will return. Jimmy will improve, and stats will climb. Suddenly, people will have amnesia. Nothing cures all ills more than winning. You just win. Just win, baby, and then people chill out. That's just what it is. And, and I think the 49ers fan base. We got spoiled because we won so damn much. I mean, we're spoiled fans anyway. I mean, freaking Joe Montana, Steve Young, go back in the day to Tittle. Jeff Garcia is a hell of a quarterback. If Jeff Garcia would be the best quarterback for like six different franchises, right? We don't even mention him around here. Um, talk about Kaepernick. We got to the Super Bowl with him. We got Jimmy Garoppolo, got to the Super Bowl again. We've had so many good quarterbacks that it does make it hard. And when the last two losses hurt as much as they did going back to the Super Bowl, we've had all that damn time. Just ugh, so close, so close, so close, so close. And then week one happens, and it's just it compounded. Get a, get a victory, take a deep breath, and just chill out. Um, how much will Sanu play? I doubt any more than 15 plays unless somebody get, gets injured. Um I don't think Sanu's. I don't even think he's going to be active. Uh, I personally don't think, especially with all the injuries everywhere else. Uh, you know, we went into the game last week with four, and you know, Richie James is out now, but Brandon Ayuk's in. I, I, th I think you're fine going forward this week as well. Um, and you can, you know, bring up some other guys. Bring up Chase Harrell at tight end. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. It, the 49ers roster is so deep that it, it kind of gets to the point where it's just like, golly, who is going to be inactive? Who do you call up? Because if you're you're making some great players inactive, that's just what it is. So, um, yeah, take that for what you want. Um, let's see here. Um, from Barack O'Niner, no more play breakdowns. Yeah, so usually I put the plays up on the offense and defensive breakdowns, and I would have done that this, this week. But the NFL didn't release the film till late Thursday. So um, because I do those episodes Tuesday and Wednesday, it just came out after the fact. So hopefully next week 
I'll be able to run um, the footage during the Tuesday and Wednesday offensive defensive breakdowns, uh, but it just came out too late this time. Now, if you want the full-on breakdowns, there's two places you can get it. The free version, um, I put a handful of clips up on Twitter, and you can see that, but the best way is definitely Patreon, and I've got hundreds and hundreds of hours of breakdowns on there already we started last year that's the best place head over to patreon.com 49ers rush podcast is eight bucks a month join the frank gore tier and you get everything um every single play offense defense from everything um several hours a week so like i did the first half of the defense this morning um and it was 50 minutes just going through the first half so i gotta do the second half i'll be doing that tomorrow um and again probably going to be another 45 minutes so just on this week's game film alone there's two plus hours on there probably two and a half hours when it's all said and done um so yeah if you want that head over there uh, appreciate that um let's see aj Looking at last week's film, Pettis got open a few times, a couple of times wide open. Do you think he gets another chance? I think he has to get some plays in there, but his snap count will be down. Um, and no, I don't think that he gets very many targets. I really, really don't. Um, from Roscoe, so do you think our main receiver was a free agent last week? I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand. I don't think any of those things. Um, I don't think <laughs> Robinson is our main receiver. I think that he will be our fourth wide receiver. And when everybody is healthy, he will be our fifth wide receiver. Um, but yeah, hopefully that helps you. Um, here we go. Do you think Ford will turn up the motor this week after playing lazily last week? He looked injured. Um, but again, watch him in the first quarter. Watch him in the third quarter. That's two different human beings. So if you've got to put him on a 20 snap count, you get 20 snaps and that's it. And you go out there for two plays, you know, on third downs only, you do what you got to do. But, yeah, I don't think Ford – I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play this week, to be honest with you. And that's okay. I mean, we do need Ford, but I, he, if he's not healthy, get that guy off the field. Because what we saw on third down, our third quarter, that didn't work. Um, so it's it's you take that for what you will. D Ford, if he's not healthy – don't get that guy out there because the only thing that makes D Ford so effective is his first step, the explosiveness, the speed off the edge. He's one of the best in the NFL whenever he does it right. But you take that first step away, now he's a liability in every category of the game. Um, so he's a high-energy speed guy, and if he doesn't have that, you got to go. You got to go. It's just what it is. All right, let's go to keys to win and my predictions before we say goodbye. Uh, remember, on Sunday, immediately after the game, when Kyle Shanahan's press conference is finished, which they didn't air it last week, I don't know why, um, we'll go live right after that. So make sure you hit that notification bell. Join our countdown crew so, for some free prizes, um, things like that. So here's my one stat. If, if, if this one thing happens, the 49ers win, period. 30-plus rush attempts for the 49ers. That's it. 30-plus rush attempts for the 49ers. I don't care if you average two yards per carry. Run the damn ball and slow this game down. Okay? Let it play into your hands. Let it play into your hands. And, and allow it to be the type of game that is going to be kind of ugly. Go back to the Washington game last year. I know that was in the rain, so it's a little bit different. Allow it to just chill. You're going to be able to move the ball through the air, and they're going to do that. But just handle the ground. Run it. Slow the game down. 
You want this to be a low-scoring affair. If you do, because, again, you don't want to allow this offense, the Jets, to get any type of, you know, second chances. No, just slow and chill. Slow and chill. Your defense is going to dominate. Run the ball. You're going to get where you want to go. Now, uh, you know, I see this question on there. Why are they not bringing up Jawan Jennings from the practice squad? Jawan Jennings only plays slot. He doesn't play X or Y. Um, you have Trent Taylor there. And again, Brandon Ayuk has learned some of the slot. And Kendrick Bourne has learned the slot. So they need outside wide receivers, which Sanu plays, not inside slot guys. Um, so Jawan Jennings is kind of a long-term play if Trent Taylor doesn't come back or whatever else. But um, yeah, so that's why Jawan Jennings is sitting there. And then two, let's say you bring up Jawan Jennings and he actually has a good game, you're not going to put him back on the practice squad. Somebody is still him. So it does seem like he's going to be a developmental player, and that's where he's going to be eventually. Um, now, predictions. Here we go. Brandon Ayuk is going to have an impact in this game big time. Uh, six touches, which doesn't sound like a lot, but whenever you realize very first game ever as a pro rookie wide receiver against a run heavy with a run heavy offense, six touches for 60 plus yards. I think that's huge to get touches because I don't think he's going to have six receptions. He's going to run two or three jet sweeps and whatever else. But I think that's that's one of the magic numbers. Get Brandon Ayuk the ball and man, the opportunity that we're going to have with both of our first-round draft picks, we're going to see how good they both are. Um, you know, Javon Kinlaw lived up to the hype in week one. Yeah, the stat sheet wasn't lit up, but you watch the film, it's evident this kid has it. Um, a lot of nuance to his game whenever we heard all the camp reports saying he could just bull rush. Uh-uh-uh. You watch week one, that 100% is not what happened. Uh, Jimmy needs to calm down, and I think he does. Um doesn't need a lot of attempts, but I think he gets back to that 70% completion percentage number uh, that he was at all of last year. So that's going to be huge. Javon Kinlaw gets his first sack, baby. Um, it, this this is built for him. He's going against a right guard that gives up a lot of pressures and is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I think Akello Witherspoon, I think Akello Witherspoon could be kind of the MVP of the defense. I think he's going to have a great game. This is built perfectly for him. You're talking about a guy that has been up and down, been picked on, injuries, confidence issues, and all that. Well, guess what? You get to go out and guard some of the worst wide receivers in the NFL this week. I'm excited for Akello. I'm not sure how he's going to do it. I'm not saying interception or whatever. But I'm telling you, Akello Witherspoon is going to have a game. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, and here's my final score prediction, baby. I've got the 49ers winning 24 to 13. It's not going to be the prettiest game ever, uh, because <laughs> two teams are beat up pretty bad and the jets do have a formidable defense, but I think 24 to 13, um, you know, Frank Gore is going to get some movement. I think they're going to settle for some field goals, but this game's just too much for the jets. 49ers climb back to one and one. And it's kind of the first step. So yeah, take take receipts, Trent. Come after me, baby. I love it. It charged me up. If I'm wrong, that's okay. I'm not one of those people that, you know, blocks people because I'm wrong or whatever. I just block people because they're terrible humans and you attack people in my comments. I'm not I'm not cool for that. You attack me all you want. Um, the fact that Barack uh, O'Niner is still a part of this and I haven't blocked him yet is because he attacks me. I don't mind. Come after me all you want. Uh, don't care. So I love it, Trent. Keep your receipts. Come after me. Tell me when I'm wrong. Um, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So 
Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. Can't wait. Again, Sunday, right after Kyle Shanahan's press conference, we are going live. Win, lose, or draw. We're going to go through the game. We'll deal with our reactions and all those things. Thank you so much for your support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.